Hello everyone, this is Christopher Massimo again with Therapist Chronicles and today I'm going to be talking about something that is pretty much universal amongst all 7.6 billion or so people on the planet and that is a desire for trust and the three components that primarily create trust. So those three components are in no particular order, empathy, logic, and authenticity. So first I'm going to talk about empathy. Uh, empathy is rather self-explanatory for most people, but I think the best visualization you can put in your mind is imagine that somebody is in a hole, really deep hole that they can't climb out of. Sympathy is looking at them in the hole and saying, ah, I feel really bad for you. That, wow, that, mm, that, that must be pretty bad. Empathy is going in the hole with them living in that moment with them, experiencing those emotions with them, caring about them more than anything else, not the cell phone by your side, not your next meeting, and helping to guide them up back out of the hole using a ladder. Empathy is being fully present with somebody and really caring about what is going on in their life. Okay. The next is logic, and logic is really broken down into two components. So there's obviously the way you conceptualize the information and then there's the way that you communicate the information so your ideas and then how you get those ideas across if your logic is flawed it's going to make it really difficult for somebody to agree with you who knows what they're talking about people feel if people feel trust towards an, an individual who knows what they're speaking on who knows what they're talking about and if somebody can sniff out the incongruencies of your information, then they're not going to trust you. And then obviously you have to be able to communicate that in such a way that logic in such a way that somebody can digest it and conceptualize it themselves. And then the third uh, pillar, if you will, to trust is going to be authenticity. It really doesn't take people very long to recognize if you're just full of it, pretty much. Uh, people have an innate ability to sense and authenticity. Uh, and most of the time it takes place without them knowing that they're doing it. You know, we make micro judgments on people within milliseconds, literally milliseconds of meeting them. And so we're already formulating an idea of how authentic or lack thereof a person is when we meet them. And then as we develop bonds and conversation and experiences with them, we plug that into our idea of that individual and then scale them on authenticity based on that. So what happens if you're missing one of these components? Well, what ha what's going to happen is people aren't really going to trust you. And it really only takes one wobble, one, one drop um, of a pillar for things to go astray. So how do you correct one if one of them is broken? Well, let's go back to empathy. You want people to feel as though you're there in the hole with them, as I said before. So you do that first by removing distractions. The most common distraction in today's world anyway is electronics, i.e. a cell phone. When you're trying to connect with a person, you don't want to have a cell phone out. You don't want to have you don't want to be working on a project. You don't want to be doing anything else besides being with that person. And in a world where 
we're moving from one thing to the next to the next, bouncing from meeting to meeting, picking up our kids, going to work, snagging food, making food, connecting with our spouse, going to bed, repeating the process. Not often do we look up at the person, metaphorically and literally, and just be there with them. We're on to the next thing. I'm guilty of this myself. I'm constantly on my phone working on the next project or opportunity or reaching out to the next person. And I have to put that puppy down to be present. So the first thing you can do, probably the most important thing you can do is take that cell phone and put it away when you're trying to build trust with somebody. When there's an important moment or time when you're trying to connect, put that away. Put that away and connect with the person. So what happens if your logic is flawed? Remember, there's two steps to the logic. The first is kind of how you conceptualize the information. The second being how you communicate it. Well, if you're, if the first step is wrong, there's not much you're going to be able to do, in all honesty. If, 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 if you're just wrong and you feel like you're right, well, there's nothing I can do for you. But most of the time, logic is pretty sound. Now, you may not be a quote-unquote expert in a particular field that you're speaking on, but most of us are pretty logical, uh, and most of us can kind of get from point A to point B. The problem is usually the communication piece. And thankfully, that's something that we can work on. So there's two types of communication in the world. I want you to think of a, of a triangle. There's upside down, top to bottom, and bottom to top. So I want you to, to see a, a regular triangle in your mind and then flip it on itself, okay? So the first way, the regular triangle, is the right way. I want you to imagine the point of the triangle, the top point of the triangle, being your point or the information you want to get across. You want to start with that, deliver that information, and then give it supporting evidence as the base of the triangle grows. Revert that triangle, flip it on, its, on, its, on itself, and you have now the, the base at the top and the point at the bottom. See that in your mind? That's how most people tend to talk. They give this long drawn out story with twists and turns and, and mysteries and ideas and they bounce a little bit. They do get to the point eventually, but it takes a little bit. And what happens if you get cut off at some point? What happens if someone has a question? What happens if someone tries to steal your ideas? You, you can take ownership for your ideas when you deliver it at the beginning, but if you wait, Somebody may cut you off and run with it. Good communication, if you want to fix that part, is start with your point, your bottom line. Give, a, give one sentence, two sentences maybe, of your ultimate point at the beginning, at the top of that triangle, and then provide supporting evidence as you go. Because from there, you already got the most important thing out. So if their attention span wavers, if something else comes up, et cetera, et cetera, you've already delivered the most important piece first. So what happens, let's move on to authenticity. When authenticity is wobbling, what do you do? Well, first let's talk about what that looks like. For most people, I call them when they wobble in authenticity, I call them chameleons. What this means is you convert yourself from situation to situation to facilitate a particular role. And to some degree, we should always do this. You know, you're going to be a little bit different at work than at home with your spouse and with your kids and so on and so forth. But there's, you can look, there's this invisible line that's pretty easy to navigate. 
when you can say, okay, this person's acting differently now than he, he or she was before. So the chameleon tries to appease. They try to make the general culture in which they reside like them. But what the, they don't understand is that there's always going to be a group of people who don't like them, regardless of what color or clothing they shapeshift into. People respect authenticity. They can sense when you're not being authentic and they'll trust you more when you are being authentic. So be yourself, be yourself, obviously be a little different slightly when you're at work, there's a different level of respect in the workplace with your coworkers than when you're fooling around with friends or at a pool party. I mean, obviously we all know this. Nevertheless, for the most part, your personality should, should transition. So if you, if you want to, if, if you're assertive, be assertive. Maybe you need to tone it down just a little bit. But the way I like to describe it is people are like, imagine you're a water bottle. I can take that water bottle and I can put it in the freezer. And what happens is there's a state change from liquid to solid. People don't really change that way. And when they try to force themselves to, we sense their inauthenticity. People are more like taking that water bottle, a liquid at room temperature, putting it in the fridge and making it cold. It's still liquid. There's still some change in temperature, but it hasn't, there's not a state change. And that's how people should adapt themselves to situations when you go to work, when you're with family and so on and so forth. So these are really the three pillars, empathy, logic, and authenticity to building good trust with people. And so I want you to, as I usually do, take inventory of the relationships in your life, professional, intimate, so on and so forth, and see which of these is wobbling, see which of these is missing, and see which of these you need to work on. Thank you.